Welcome to Connecting with Phil and Bonding Over the Big Screen. This week, Knives Out. It's a weird case from the start. A case with a hole in the center. A donut. <laughs> well, he just keeps going on but about But there's the a donut. donut hole that filled it, but then there's... There's a donut inside <laughs> this donut. Oh, that line is the best line. <laughs> Welcome to our short weekly podcast where we choose a popular film to break down on a thematic level. We share how these films relate to us and discuss questions that can help you engage in a more movie-based, meaningful conversation. Today we're talking about Knives Out. The newfangled whodunit that keeps turning and turning till the very end. Featuring a wonderful cast starring Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, and Ana de Armas. The film was written and directed by Ryan Johnson. This podcast is full of filmmakers. I'm Derek, a screenwriter. With me is director Paul. Howdy. (laughs) Screenwriter Mel. Hi. And Sweet Perry. Hello, hello. What is a scene? Somebody, tell me a scene that you liked. Um, the action-packed car chase was um, one that just stood out. Um, I, I think <laughs> the it's the worst really, car chase of all time. Yeah, well, when you're trying to do kind of a low-budget film without a lot of effects, to actually kind of make fun of it was hilarious. This film is such full of character. I really, really enjoyed this film. That car chase reminds me of the like an old Super Bowl commercial about Prius's uh, pre I. I don't know how you say Prius plural, <laughs> but uh, it's like a Prius car chase, <laughs> and that's what it reminds yes. me of. Yeah. Oh he, yes. He calls her baby driver. <laughs> well, uh, Chris Evans' character calls her baby driver, and I just like laughed really hard at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many funny scenes in this movie. For some reason, I love the dysfunction of the family. Not in a, not in a like that I actually am like sadistic like that and like seeing dysfunctional <laughs> families. But like Ransom sitting there watching all his family get nothing mm. in the will. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe laugh when everybody yeah, started like maybe my eating each other. Character. Yeah, because he's all those scenes that he's in are so dynamic and like so much is happening and going on. Not that I like him just to watch. He's entertaining for sure. Yeah. And keep in mind, this movie came out in 2019. Uh, so like right in the height of all the stuff going on with, um, with the Marvel cinematic universe. So I believe it was November, 2019. And so like all the Marvel stuff in, in uh, end game, you know, had just ended earlier that year. And so to see him then follow up and go into a role where he's mm-hmm. like, very much the least like wholesome guy there <laughs> as opposed to <laughs> Captain America. Definitely. A, and that's hard a, to do in this movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the whole cast of unlikable people. Yep. But he brings the charisma to his yes. unlikableness. Yes. This cast was incredible. The, the, mm-hmm. the actors just up and down just did a phenomenal job. I was really, really impressed. Just a, a really good film. I, I really did enjoy the scene where they're all telling him basically you know you you got cut out of the will and that might be really good for you it's going to be hard but it's going to be really good for you and then no one could take their own advice when it came back around on them true yeah how do you guys feel about all the all the ups and downs and like hey uh, ransom's a bad guy no he's a good guy no he's the bad guy twisting and turning yeah i think it's great i think this movie i think they do 
a phenomenal job of planting details, foreshadowing, misdirection. Like, it's just, it's so well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paul and I were talking about the, the coffee cup a little bit. Yes. That um, was, I was going to say, if I had to pick a scene, I think it's safe to say that anyone listening to this has probably seen the movie. So <laughs> we can just go with spoilers. But that's you have it. There's a coffee mug that's yeah, in that, the movie. That scene, that scene at the end where she's just standing there with the coffee mug is just, just gold. I love it so much. What is it? What does it say on it again, Paul? Um, my house, my rules, my coffee. Yeah. <laughs> something like that yeah yeah and then she, yeah she's standing on the balcony looking out over as they all the leave family. Mm. yes and the family realizes i guess literally for the first time this is their place now mm-hmm. yeah time to move on they've been deep so i like it also like because that coffee mug is in the very beginning we get mm-hmm. the opening shot with the dogs running and it's like oh this could be like some period piece with this <laughs> mansion and spooky and stuff and then it's just like nope here's the silly coffee mug (laughs) this is modern times with bad jokes Mm -hmm. well i I love how like every little line early on in the film has a purpose and comes back later in the Mm -hmm. film such as like you know the line uh about the 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 ransom wouldn't know a trick knife from a real knife or the line yes. that, or just while they're doing the debrief, the just throw in line of like, I believe it was Harlan who says, the dogs know you, they shouldn't bark. And then that turns into a, a, a clue if you're paying attention, trying to figure out at home. Um, there's just so many little little lines if you're paying attention that come back around later on. And it's so mm-hmm. satisfying when they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the way that they choose to like replay everything multiple times is I think part of what makes it so satisfying it's like, oh, that thing was this. <laughs> I think one of my favorite parts is just the opening, like, kind of interrogations um, where he asks somebody a question and you get a response, and then it cuts really quickly to other people yes. answering the same question being totally different. Excellent. That was really funny. Yeah. I really like that, that bit. They oh, do man. a really good job, I think, also of introducing characters. Yeah, and establishing who they are. Yeah, yeah, it's very it's economic storytelling as mm-hmm. well as entertaining. So, what were what were some of the the big themes you guys noticed in this whodunit? I mean, obviously, there's the chaos of family, for better yes. or worse. I think we could get like a bumper sticker that says the first theme is family and put yeah. it on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Check out our merch. <laughs> Check out our merch. We only bought a bumper sticker. We're not very good at this. <laughs> well, I mean, this is a good uh, a good follow up to uh, to Casablanca in the sense that last week one of our themes was like, if everybody just looked out for themselves, what would the world look like? Uh, that was one of Paul's Paul's questions. Well, this is what it would look like. Um, <laughs> everybody in the family uh, that just looks out for themselves only cares about getting their cut. I concur. Oh, great. And that wraps it up for today, folks. Everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, everyone has a motive. No one has a clue. Mm. That's the tagline for this movie. I, I so thought, good. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty wonderful. It's so interesting, though, that we're like alongside the um, the culprit who's not really the culprit for a lot of the movie. I think the first time I watched it, I was actually, I enjoyed it a lot more this time. Um, 
rewatching it, but the first time I watched it, I just was like, well, they, but we know who did it. Where's the mystery now? And there are mysteries that keep unfolding, but I think me and my wife are both like, but more in the mood for like a traditional whodunit experience. And it's a little different, but I think that the thing about Marta is, you know, um, CSI KFC tells her that <laughs> she she won not by playing Harlan's game, but by uh, being a good person and having a kind heart. And so I think like having a kind heart or goodness is like a big theme because mm. in the end, um, you know, that is her value that outweighs everything else and lets her survive this experience and be a millionaire yeah she could have easily compromised Mm -hmm. at like 15 different points and Mm, she never did yeah i feel like there's so many connotations here with like harlan being someone that gives freely gifts to all of his children and none of them appreciate it and therefore, the the only relationship they have with Harlan is so that they can get their their cut of what he can give them. But uh, Marta is getting none of that, and yet she has a real relationship with him. And therefore, he decides it's best for all his kids to cut them all off so they might actually like make something of themselves. Uh, and gives it all to the one who has a relationship with him actually, and what actually cares about it, uh, and cares about him. And I don't know, I just thought that was a cool connection. Yeah, it makes me uh, think as a parent who has um, three girls that are two in college and one just about out of high school. Uh, Like with people you really love, do you give them what they want or what they need? And I think that's something Derek talked about actually with Casablanca. Um, I think Derek said that's kind of the most satisfying ending is when people, characters get what they what they need, not what they want. And as, as you raise kids, that's kind of what you're trying to do hopefully is give them what they need, not necessarily what they want. And um, hopefully they come around and realize that, but that's kind of what we see here in this movie is uh, yeah. Harlem is trying to, I guess, change his parenting strategy, maybe a little too late but he changes it nonetheless. Yeah, I think if we jump back in time 20 years, this guy probably wasn't a great dad. Mm, yes. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I think that's... We're not really talking about it now, yeah, but yeah, he's point. probably not the best father. Um, but hey, he's trying He's trying now yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little late. Crazy what money does to people, though. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I... <laughs> I, I would say money brings out the true person. Hmm. I don't know if money changes people, but money allows who's really inside to come out, which is kind of interesting. So yeah, we see the power of the power of money at play in Knives Out. Yeah. It it's interesting because some of these characters, namely the the younger ones, have always had the money, hmm. but then like the older ones, like the Generation Two he like kind of made the money while they were growing up. And so I'm assuming they didn't always have that kind of money. So I think that's an interesting dynamic that you see kind of playing out mm. too. And the manipulation that goes on within this family of like, 
Marta, we're going to take care of you. You just have to renounce the Mm -hmm. inheritance. We're all going to take care of you from Uruguay, your family from Uruguay or Ecuador or whatever. They all think it's a different place. (laughs) They have no idea where she's from. (laughs) So racist. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, Yeah, I definitely thought that was uh, one of the, the things that the film wanted to talk about as well. It's just like, you know, privileged a-hole white people um (laughs) and kind of like their ignorance or i guess lack of interest almost um in uh, other cultures that are struggling or like immigrants and that kind of situation you sounded like i was getting to a point there but i I wasn't (laughs) (laughs) nice we were waiting yeah yeah let's move on to anybody have any questions um for me kind of a a tough movie to draw a lot of themes from and, and in turn a tough one to think about questions, but I'm interested in what you guys thought about. I guess if I was hanging out at a coffee shop with you guys after watching this film, um, in the film, it talks about she won because she was a good person. And so I'd like to ask you guys, what does it mean to you to be a good person? Hmm. I think my question would be, um, like, if I'm with somebody, I could see, like, turning over on the couch and looking and being like, hey, if you were Marta, would you give them any money? Like, what would you do? Mm. Or who who would you give money if you were? Or, or what would you do? That's a good question. I also think, like, this would be kind of a hard question to actually answer because they're all kind of scummy. But, like, which... Obviously, like, which character would you like to be like? And then which character do you think you actually might be like at, at times is, is interesting. Mm. So I think they're, they're not all quote unquote, like bad in the same way. Like they each have almost like a vice or a fault. And obviously there's like the undercurrent of money running mm. through it, but like some of them are selfish and some of them are, greedy and some of them are like i think they're each of them has kind of like a different little vice um uh what i would say this is actually i'm i'm really stuck on this idea of like the gift of the of harlan because of something in my own life where like i've been wrestling with a little bit uh and the idea of like i mean maybe even as a kid let's let's frame it as a kid have you ever like received a gift and then like lorded it over someone like did you ever i don't know maybe uh uh, you got an iphone before uh your friends i think that is interesting how it scales up to adults and how it like translates to this movie of like all these people are given the gift of of free money their whole life and they lord it as if they're like above marta in status and worth when really they have done absolutely nothing to earn it and deserve it so yeah that's interesting i think you could also flip it the other way and be like have you ever expected a gift and then not gotten it Mm. um i think that's that's also interesting how did you feel yeah um and how did you respond yeah that's and also, stuff. I think, yeah, just the <laughs> the quote we were talking about earlier, like, doesn't make any damn sense. It compels me, though. <laughs> like, what, like, what compels you, even though it seems like it doesn't make any sense? I think that's a fun question. 
to uh, dive into. I love murder mysteries. I feel like this is a, a genre that is coming back, guys, and I'm excited about it. The detective said something at the end that really was kind of intriguing. After Marta got the money, it was like, well, how are you going to spend it? And he, and he said something to the effect of, um, I'm not going to give you any advice because I don't think you would take it, but I'm sure you'll follow your heart kind of meaning that it, his logic wouldn't be able to overrule her heart. And I thought that was kind of interesting thinking about, according to the movie, what makes a good person is someone who follows their heart. And it's kind of mm. like, would you guys agree or disagree with that? that that's kind of interesting. guess it depends on how your heart is. Yeah, well, I mean, can you be a good person without your heart? Hmm. And also, like I was talking about earlier, she never compromises and like we could talk yeah. about like what values do you have that you refuse to compromise on? Well, we probably given more questions for this film than for any other. Film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you guys uh, take notes? <laughs> here's, here's a question for, for you podcasters. Did you know that Ryan Johnson contemplated cutting Blanc's donut speech? But no. Daniel Craig convinced him that it was good. Good, good, good. I, I love Daniel Craig even more now, and his foghorn <laughs> yeah, leghorn accent. Yes. I see it. I see it. Completely unnecessary, but amazing. Ryan Johnson apparently he wrote that uh, that Blanc has like a slight Southern <laughs> accent, um, a subtle Southern accent, and then Daniel Craig was the one who got <laughs> who came up with the one that he ended up doing and was just really attached to it. KFC, CSI, I don't know. Yeah. That must have been fun on set. Yeah. Every so often I encounter a movie, I'm like, man, this had to be so much fun to work on. And this is one of those. I'm like, <laughs> this set would just have been a hoot, I think, to have been on. <laughs> yeah, I bet it would have been a fun set to work on. Hey, thanks for coming with us on our Knives Out discussion. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. See ya. <laughs>